Hello, and welcome to Are You Going to Eat Your Fat? This podcast is a resource dedicated to those struggling with eating disorders. If you are struggling with an eating disorder or know someone who is, maybe a brother, sister, daughter, wife, we want to be here to provide resources and offer hope. I am Dina Lewis, and I'm here with my husband, co-host, Brian Lewis. We are not doctors, but we do come with more than 20 years' history in dealing with eating disorders. Whether you found us on purpose or by mistake, whatever the case, we hope by the end of this episode you have learned something, or at least, if you are struggling, you do not feel alone. Hi, and welcome to Are You Going to Eat Your Fat? I'm Dina. And I'm Brian. And I just want to talk a little bit in this episode about, I had a trigger that happened last week, and I wanted to talk to you guys about it. And then I want to discuss feeling overwhelmed in recovery, as well as feeling grateful and having awareness. So last week was my birthday. I'm in a different state than my family, meaning my brothers. I've told you before, we don't talk a lot. And if I don't call them, they usually don't call me. So my birthday came and I was thinking they may not call me. They may forget. But I was hoping that they would. And it ended up coming to the end of the day. And I hadn't heard from either one of them. And we have a lady that helps us with this podcast. And I told her, like, I don't know if I can do an episode for this next week because I'm just in a bad spot. But then I told myself, no, because I'm not doing this for me. Well, I'm trying to do this for others. So I need to let people know what's going on. So anyway, I went to bed and I noticed in the morning that one of my brothers had texted me around 10 p.m., but I was already asleep and there's about a two hours time difference. Then I waited the next day and I hadn't heard from my other brother and two days went past and then he texted me or called me. And I, at the moment, I just told myself I had to protect myself. And I told myself, you know what, I'm tired of playing this game and I'm not going to answer the phone. And so I didn't. And I let it go to voicemail and I listened to the voicemail and he was sorry. And he said he had thought of me that day, but by the time he got to the phone and it really triggered me, it really put me in a place that I haven't been in in a long time. And I should have been more prepared for it because I knew it was probably going to happen. But I just felt like, you know, I do my recovery for me. I do it for me these days so I can be here for my family. But I always think, what could I do to grab my family's attention so that they'd want to call me, you know? But I can't. I can't change who I am. And it doesn't matter if I become a ballerina or this famous music star or whatever. I don't think it's going to change our relationship. But I just wanted to talk to you because I'm sure there's somebody else out there that maybe they're not as close to their family as they'd like to be. So I ended up calling one of my brothers back and talked to him a few days ago. And I got up the nerve to ask him at the time. I said, you know, hey, thanks for saying happy birthday and stuff. But do you think we could just have a little bit more contact, whether it's picking up the phone and talking? And he's like, yeah, but it immediately went to, well, I work from like 6 a.m. to 8 p.m. And then I get home and then I go to bed and I just don't have time. And I was just like, you know what? At least I asked because I don't want something to happen and say that I never asked. I never tried to get what I needed at the moment. So anyway, I just wanted to share that with everybody. And, you know, don't hurt yourself just because for someone else. In other words, in the past, I probably would have restricted more, lost more weight. In today's time, I sit with the feelings and I'm sad for a while, but I don't turn it on to myself. 
And I'm hoping maybe somebody maybe needs to hear that today. Kind of goes back to that first step of, I got myself to this place and something, a higher power, something has to restore me to sanity. You have to realize that you're struggling with a disease that you can't predict, you can't control, and you can't cure. And that's going to be for a lifetime. And it's not always, you're not always the one to blame. Like, I deal with my shit and they deal with theirs. Sometimes we come together and sometimes we don't. I don't know what was going on in their day, but I'm just going to say my birthday's on a holiday and I don't think it's that hard to think about it because everybody's celebrating that day with their loved ones. But I know for next year, you know, that got me really down. And I thought, well, I wasn't going to share it because I don't want to be a downer on this podcast, but if I'm feeling it, maybe somebody else is. But it's also a surrender to the things that there's a certain way we all have that we wish we had things. And when that doesn't happen, we turn inward and we say, well, there must be something about me that they don't like, or maybe it's when I was sick, maybe I haven't made amends to them, or maybe they just really don't understand. The bottom line is it doesn't really matter what the reason is. They're just not capable of doing it. So quit trying to make it something that it's not. And boy, that is a tough thing to get over. It really is a tough thing to get over because you you want to do the dance. You want to do the, hey, look at me. Look what I can do. Look how successful I am. Look how sick I am. Look how angry I am. Whatever it is that you're demanding the attention of somebody else. And when that doesn't work, then you go inward again. And it's a dangerous place to be. And it's really hard to go, you know what? It doesn't matter what I do. It really doesn't matter what I do. It's never going to change. Right. And I mean, I even asked one of my brothers, like, hey, have you listened to the podcast? And he said no. And I was like, I guess I shouldn't have been surprised. But I always thought, like, my family's going to be 100% behind me every step of the way and be my biggest cheerleader. And that's not always the case. I think if something went terribly wrong, they would be there. But I want them to be there when things are just okay, too. And that's what made me want to move into, I didn't want to spend too long in that period of time, but moving into more of being aware in your recovery, as well as having gratitude for your awareness, as well as for your recovery. And that day, I felt kind of bad because I was using all this emotion over people that weren't celebrating me when there was many people celebrating my year around the sun. <laughs> you're younger. It's going, we were like Superman. We went the opposite way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that's a good point, what you just said, that when you feel those times of, gee, I wish I had something that I don't have, it's the perfect opportunity to pull yourself out of it by doing service. And you did. You called those people that were supporting you and you said, hey, thanks for supporting me. I have people in my life that I wish did support me that don't, but I wanted to take some time to thank you for doing that. Yeah. And that, that's important. I think that really pulls us out of ourselves when we do the service. And I think that's why in the 12 Steps, service is so important because it really does pull us out of ourselves. Exactly. And so that's why I thought, well, I'd say my little piece about that. And then we would move on to something about awareness and gratitude, because awareness is really the first step in AA and the big book, you know, recognizing you have a problem that you can't fix yourself, you need help. And we've all said that recovery can be very overwhelming. And it's definitely hard. It's like a roller coaster. Being recovery means 
that I'm aware of my feelings and my behaviors for once, that I can hear my eating disorder voice speaking to me, but then I actively use or consume a sense of energy to fight against it and do the opposite. I was just telling Brian, even before we started this, some days are really like 99% of the time I can do my program. I can do my food plan. There's no problem. And there's other times I wish like I didn't have to be on top of it so much all the time. And people would say, but it's been 20 something years. I know. But as you can tell, something triggered me so low that it put me in a really bad place for a little while that I'd be open up to any type of, I'll call it the monster to creep back in and trigger me even more. So awareness can be difficult. You're opening yourself up to be more vulnerable. But I guess, I don't want to say the opposite, but during my eating disorder, I couldn't differentiate between my own thoughts and then my eating disorder thoughts. So that's something that I'm very grateful for, that today I can be able to say, I just said it to Brian last night, this is going to sound really stupid. I can't remember the exact thought, but I'm just going to put it out there. And I'm not trying to be like, you know, oh my gosh, here we go again or anything. But sometimes I just have to say the stupid things because if I don't, then it leaves and it's just gone if I air it out. I think that's important to say those things because I know sometimes I'll be upset and I'm not even realizing I'm upset. And Dino come to me and go, hey, what are you upset about? And I'm like, I'm not upset about anything. And it goes on and, well, if you were upset about something, what would it be? And I go, you know what? It's stupid, but this little thing happened and here it is. And as soon as I start talking it, it leaves. And I'm like, I didn't even realize it bothered me that much until I started talking about it. So it is important not to hide those things and to say those things, even if you think they're ridiculous, even if you think, you know, who cares if I say it, it's letting somebody in your headspace to say, this is what I'm thinking and what I'm struggling with. And I feel like if I just say it, it'll leave. And more often than not, it does. Yeah. And I wrote something down because I was looking through some stuff today as I was making notes and it said like self-awareness can be your stepping stone to recovery. And I am grateful for the struggle. Would I do it again? No, I don't want to do it again and stuff because it was a lot of work. But I'm grateful because I became a much stronger individual. I know what my needs are and I may not do it the right way each time, but I'm able to vocalize with people and I have a voice that I don't think I had before. So I wrote down a quote and I thought I really liked it. We'll see if you guys like it. But it says, I understood myself only after I destroyed myself and only in the process of fixing myself did I know who I really was. And that's very true. I mean, for me, I think that explains myself very well. <laughs> I was a people pleaser. I was trying to do everything for everyone. And I finally became Dina. I didn't become Helen's daughter or Randy or Glenn's sister or whoever. I was Dina. And that's a good feeling to know that I can be aware of what I'm going through. Because before I was blind to the triggers, I was unaware of the anxiety and depression. It was easier to avoid my feelings and past traumas than to face them head on. Everybody kind of wants to see, wants to be known for who they are. And that struggle for self-awareness, I think that's really at the root of what recovery is. Because I think if you're not in recovery, you're sitting on those feelings, you're ruminating in those feelings. There's no way to voice them. There's no way to do anything with them. So the natural thing to do is, well, I feel like crap. I want to feel good again. And so you get used to stuffing those feelings down and then finding something else to make you feel better. 
And that really, I think, speaks to what recovery is, is acknowledging I have these feelings and these things, and I'm entitled to them. I'm allowed to feel them, whatever it is. You know, if I'm angry at my family, then I'm angry at my family. And we've talked before about addiction being a disease that eats families. And so you do, even as long as Dean has been in recovery, I think there's a part that says, you know, is there something I have done that I've destroyed this relationship to the point where it's never going to come back to what I want it to be? And I think that in the end, it really doesn't matter because those who love you are going to forgive you 100% and want that relationship back. And at the same time, I understand, you know, a family member that maybe can't get to that point anymore because the relationship is so damaged. So, so anyway, I think this episode will come out in two weeks, but I talked a little bit in this next one that's coming out a little bit of like allow yourself if you have feelings, sit with them for a moment, but just don't get stuck there for a long time because it's harder to pull yourself out. Use those tools, but allow yourself to feel because if you just stuff them down, you're just doing what you were doing before. And eventually they're going to explode. It might cause a relapse. It might not cause a relapse. I'm not saying that it will, but the more you stuff it down and don't deal with it, it's only going to hurt you, not the other person. And I may have not been heard by my family, and I probably wasn't, but I felt like I said what I needed to say, and I won't have any second thoughts one day. I wanted to be an example to you people out there that there is life after an eating disorder. Your dreams can come true. You can have a future. You can have children. All those things are possible. I think that speaks to the heart of what the serenity prayer is. Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. You have to recognize that you can't change them. As soon as you recognize that, hey, this is something I can't change, there's a certain peace in that. There's a certain surrender in that that's really healthy. Yeah. Before we go, we do have a Facebook page, Are You Going to Eat Your Fat? We also have eatthatfat at gmail.com. You can leave us a message. You give us ideas for a future show. What's on your mind? What aren't we hitting? What do you want to hear? How can we help? Those are the kind of things, you know, like we're saying service, this is what we do. This is our service. So help us. You want to remain anonymous? We can do that. That's no problem. We're not going to say your name. We're not going to broadcast whatever it is that you're doing. But if there's something that you're struggling with, something that you need help with, something you don't understand, you have a question about how, whatever, drop us a line, eatthatfat at gmail.com. And also, if you guys, I would love to do one episode on, if you guys give us questions, we can answer them. Like Brian said, we'll be anonymous. But if you guys just keep throwing us some questions, we could do like a question and answer on one episode. That would be great. But we want to thank you all for all that you have done for us by listening. Tell a friend. And yes, please tell a friend. Help us grow. This is the only advertising we do is when you tell somebody. So we appreciate it. And we will close with serenity prayer. God. God. Grant, Grant me the serenity to, to accept the things I cannot change, change the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Keep coming back. It works when you work it, so work it, you're worth it. Thanks so much. Bye, guys. See ya. Thank you for joining us. If you found this podcast useful or we have given you hope and you want to reach out and contribute, feel free to do so at eatthatfat at gmail.com. That's eat that fat at gmail.com. Our pledge to you is that every penny that we get in contributions goes to production costs and keeping the lights on. We will not pay ourselves, 
but anything above and beyond production costs will go to benefit organizations that specialize in eating disorders. Please reach out to us if you need resources or you just need to talk. You are not alone and there are people who care. Keep coming back. It works if you work it, so work it. You are worth it. <music>